Today with Joseph Prince. God is not mad at you. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And we are beseeching them, be reconciled to God. God is not mad at you. It's time for us to focus on evangelism, win souls for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God's way, listen my friend, is that His voice is not in the earthquake, nor in the thunder, it's in the still, small voice. And that floating vision that comes up as you prepare and ask the Lord. And as I was sharing with my music ministry uh, people that uh, be ready for new songs. And where does song come from? From within. Because why? God has taken His dwelling in you. I will walk in them, I will dwell in them, amen. You are the temple of God Himself, the temple of the Holy Spirit, a living, breathing temple of God, going somewhere to be a blessing to, hallelujah. Amen, God dwells in you, no more outside you. In fact, if it's outside you, you can rest be assured that if it's fear, fearful um, uh, images and all that, it's not from God, amen? That peace on the inside, that the devil cannot imitate, amen? It's from inside. So you receive a vision, it can be a warning, but still there's a peace. It can be a dream that you wake up, but it's a warning for you to take heed to. Amen. So do I believe in dreams? Yes. I have had a number of dreams uh, down through my life, in my ministry and all that. Recently, I just told you uh, last week that the very morning that I'm, I'm supposed to, to be preaching, amen, that very morning I had a dream of a tsunami that hit you know, um, where I was uh, dwelling, where I was staying, not just my, 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 my place, my habitation, but also all the houses and all the places around. And there were three tsunami waves that came. And uh, I've asked the Lord and, and it all came from one particular source. And I only shared a little bit of what I shared uh, last week in regards to what I'm able to release. But you know, I saw that it's very clear. I, 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 I'm accustomed to having visions like this every year. Um, and something we can be very specific about the church about the ministry, about my life, and something very general as well. But one thing you can rest be assured, if you are in the new covenant, it's no more in the vein of fearful visions that with fearful results. It can be a warning, but it always has an edifying, positive, comfortable result. And that's why you must keep this verse in your heart, always. All right, the New Testament kind of prophecy or vision is like this. 1 Corinthians 14 verse 3 tells us, but he who prophesies, now, how do you prophesy? In what form? Usually in visions, in picture form. Not just in words, the words are describing a picture. He who prophesies, prophesies inspired, spirit-inspired uh, words. He who prophesies speaks, now watch this, edification. Look at this, exhortation and comfort to men. It's always edifying, it always builds up, it always exhorts, and it ministers comfort. Now, that's not true for the Old Testament prophets. Amen. Many of times they will prophesy not comfort, but discomfort. Amen. Not edification, but almost like to break you down. Amen. So that you can come to the end of yourself. But listen, because they were under the law. Amen. They were under the law. We are under grace. Amen. The judgment has not fallen on the Lamb of God who is our sin substitute, our sin offering. Now the judgment has fallen. Our judgment that was supposed to be heading our way and your, your family's way fell on the Lamb of God, the Son of God at the cross. 
Amen. So we live on the blessing side, not on the curse side. Amen. For as many as are the works of, of the law under the curse. So as a result, even, even the prophets, the many of times they cannot but see accurately and they see on the, the judgment side of things. But if you try to bring the judgment side of things here, it was wrong. It's as much as false prophecy. If you are under the old covenant, you prophesy comfort, you are a false prophet. Okay? Any, any more than if you are under grace now, you prophesy judgment, 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 you're a false prophet. There is a judgment coming when Jesus comes again, not the rapture, but the second coming of Christ, amen, where, where He will uh, bring in the millennial rule, amen, and, and it will be heaven on earth, paradise, hallelujah, praise the Lord. There is judgment coming, but we are not there. Jesus closed the book, uh, amen, the scroll in, in His hometown, Nazareth, when He opened up the passage to Isaiah, where He read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, to heal the broken heart, to uh, preach opening of eyes to the blind, and then right at the end, if you read Isaiah, it says to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, comma, the day of judgment, the day of vengeance. Uh, amen. Jesus didn't come to that. Amen. He closed at the acceptable year of the Lord. Razon in Hebrew. Year of the free favors of God that abound profusely. Amen. That's how I think Vine uh, describes that word, Razon, a year of favor, the uh, way it's freely abounding to God's people. Hallelujah. But notice that Jesus stopped right at the acceptable year of the Lord, where there is a comma in our Bible that goes on to say the day of vengeance. So the day of vengeance is not upon us. And between that comma, it has been 2,000 years. So where the Lord stops, we stop. It's not a time of judgment. We preach Amen. God is not mad at you. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. And we are beseeching them, be reconciled to God. God is not mad at you. But as a result, you know, uh, instead of being affected by grace, we have this judgment mentality where we see the world, we see the sin that they are doing, and it's, it's very glaring, it is, it is overt. Amen. And we start saying, God will judge them. God will judge them. We are, we, we, we are people who are new covenant people with an old covenant mentality. No, my friend, it's time for us to focus on evangelism, win souls for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. To preach the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when you receive a vision or a dream, amen, or when you ask God to speak to you, and you wait as you, you know, wait for the Lord to speak. Remember this, when you ask in faith, many a times you'll find a fleeting, uh, you know, image comes. Do not doubt. Just write down, amen, what you see. In fact, when you write down, you have a chance later on to look at it, to see whether it's scriptural, it's in line with God's word or not. Amen. That's one of the greatest benefits of writing down what God shows you. But it must always be under the new covenant. It must be what? Unto edification unto exhortation, amen, and comfort, amen. It must always produce that result. Now, some people will dispute, well, Pastor Prince, uh, you say that, you know, they still believe that a vision will always come like, you know, open vision, we call it, like a being come before you from God, an angel, usually, and uh, he'll bring a message from God, and then you look at him, and if anyone is in the room, they'll see him also. Now, listen, I'm going to show you a, a, a prophet called Daniel. Daniel received from God so many visions and dreams. In fact, the Bible says in Daniel 1, verse 17, it says, as for these four young men, Daniel's friends and Daniel, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. You can pray that for your children. 
I prayed that for, for Jessica for many years. Uh, when, when she started school and all that, I started claiming this for her. God gives her knowledge. Notice that God gave them. If, if we can acquire knowledge and skill just by studying all literature, right? It, it will not suffice because this is something that God gave them. Amen. What we have is knowledge, all right? Just natural knowledge. What we have is understanding, just natural understanding. But what God gave them was knowledge and skill that is from the Lord. Amen. In all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding, watch this now, in all visions and dreams. And he was a young boy, probably a teenager at this time. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now, Daniel was a prophet that you know, you know, he, he, he saw the angel Gabriel, amen, bring the message of the 70th, uh, very famous uh, pro, uh, vision in the Bible called the 70 weeks of uh, Daniel, prophetic weeks. We are still in the midst of that uh, 70 uh, prophetic weeks of Daniel. And then uh, Daniel had a vision from God when uh, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had a, a dream from God that he was not able to interpret. And then he tried to get all his wise men to interpret and they could not interpret. And they said to him, why don't you tell us the dream? Oh, king, tell us the dream and then we'll tell you the interpretation. He said, ah, you know, you're pretty smart. You want me to tell you the dream? You can say whatever you want to say in, in the interpretation. No, you tell me the interpretation. All right, then I will know that you are hearing from God. No one could do that. And uh, the Bible tells us that that Daniel, these four men, young boys, actually, they were actually probably teenagers at this time, and they actually asked God, because they are part of the wise men. Amen. They were brought in from Israel to be part of the wise men in the court of Nebuchadnezzar, and they prayed to God and asked God for wisdom, for mercies, the Bible says, and the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. And Daniel went to the king, and, da and Daniel gave the king the, the, the dream that he saw, and the interpretation thereof. Amen. And the king knew that this is from God and he promoted Daniel. But how did Daniel see visions? Would you like to see how Daniel sees visions? It's not all the time like it's open vision. Yes, there is an open vision where the angel appears before you. I've not had too many of that. Amen. I had a vision of an angel with my eyes open one time, many years ago. And then uh, uh, I've had many, many, many visions on the inside that came to pass. Amen. So, Look at uh, Daniel and how he sees visions, okay? The Bible says, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel saw a dream and visions of his head as he lay in his bed. Wow, that's not very spiritual. You are lying down there in your bed and you are getting visions from God. Then he wrote down the dream. They have the writing down again. Then he wrote down the dream and told the sum of the matter. Now, once again, Daniel saw a dream and visions of his, where, where was it? In his head, as he lay in his bed. So as he's lying down there, visions keep coming up to him. All right, visions and dreams. And uh, he knew it's from God. Amen. And he took a, 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 you know, back then, probably a stylus that he used to write down on the papyrus what he saw. But it came to him as he was lying in bed. A most unspiritual moment. But many a time, that's how God speaks. In fact, if you look carefully at how Daniel uh, interpreted uh, Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, he said, King, these thoughts came to your mind. You had a dream and a vision that came to you while you were lying on your bed. So even the king was lying on his bed when he received the dream and vision from God. And then he said this, as these thoughts come to your mind, and that's when 
Daniel interpreted the, you know, the huge statue that, that proclaimed the entire uh, 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 Gentile, the times of the Gentiles. We are still in that time. It's a very interesting study. And one of these days, I think I'm going to teach on that because we are definitely seeing the coming to the end of it, the legs of that statue. Now, that's what, that's what he interpreted to uh, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. And King Nebuchadnezzar knew that this is from God. Amen? Now, how does God speak? Many times, what did God say to uh, uh, Aaron and Miriam when they actually sort of like uh, disdained Moses at one time, especially Miriam at that time? Because he had married a woman at that time and, and, um, and she wasn't happy and she complained and God, God appeared and God said this, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a what? In a vision. I speak to him in a dream. You see, God does not think that visions and dreams from him is something for us to disesteem. Amen? To discredit. No. God wants us to know. He, in fact, he emphatically tells us. Amen? If I am speaking to a prophet, it will be in visions and dreams. I'll communicate to him in vision and dream. So now, what was isolated for that particular office is now our God-given inheritance. Amen. We can experience visions and dreams. Amen. Amen. Daily. Amen. Daily even. Yes. You'll be alert. When you pray for someone, pray and listen uh, to what God is saying. When I say listen, it's not always a voice. Yes, God can speak. Amen. Like Peter, you know, when he was on the rooftop, he heard the voice saying, after he saw the vision, and the voice says, behold, three men seek after you. Go down, doubting nothing. Go with them, doubting nothing. So God can speak, yes, but many a times his words come in a vision. You're praying for someone and then you have a vision. Amen. Speak it out. Speak it out over the person. Remember, all right, don't crush the person by saying, I see you uh, having a disease come on your life and then uh, it's going to cause you to be so discouraged and, and you end there. Amen. I remember when, when I was uh, having some oppression many years ago as a, as a student, and I went to someone whom I esteem as someone who is spirit-filled, amen, a man of God, and he prayed with me like this. He says, oh, the darkness, the darkness, as he laid his hand on my head, the darkness. I see a lot of darkness and it's oppressing you. That's why I want you to pray for me, amen. At that time, I was being oppressed by the enemy because of the call that I had in my life, but I didn't know about the call, amen. But but, uh, you know, he was praying and then he was, he was actually saying things like, it was so dark. It is very dark. It was in a bookshop, I still remember. And he said, it, it is so heavy on you. And, and, uh, and, and up, right after that, I still remember, he stood up and he walked out, left me hanging. <laughs> Amen. No, that's not, a, that's not a, a vision from God. Then later on, a man called Paul Kane in uh, the indoor stadium, you know, called me out and um, just prophesied, read my mail. Amen. In fact, one of the lines that he mentioned more than once is, I will come to visions. I will come to visions. I never realized it's going to be a fulfillment this year, 2021, of that vision that all of us will walk in. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is calling all of us, not just one pastor or a group of pastors or leaders to walk in it or just the prophets, but all of us, your sons and your daughters, your young men and your old men. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me so far? Amen. Even prophet Hosea. Amen. Hosea. Prophet Hosea, chapter 12, verse 10. He says this. God says, I have also spoken by the prophets and I have multiplied visions. I have given symbols to the witness of the prophets. 
I have given symbols through the witness of the prophets. Notice how God speaks. He multiplies visions. Notice that? A lot of visions. As opposed to no frequent vision in 1 Samuel 3. God speaks with multiplied visions and I have given symbols through the witness of the prophets, just like Peter. And don't forget, Peter was in the new covenant already. Amen. When he received the, uh, the vision of the white sheet of uh, uh, like, a, like a, you know, a, a cloth that came down, a white cloth that came down from heaven. He had a vision. And he saw all kinds of unclean beasts and non-kosher animals. And God says, rise, Peter, kill and eat. So even in new covenant, it was in symbolic form. Amen. Here it says that in multiplied visions and I have given symbols. In the New King James, the word symbols is similitudes. God gives types. God gives symbols. Even in new covenant like like Peter did. Peter had that vision and, and it was all in symbols which symbolize the Gentiles. Amen. God saying, what I have cleansed, don't call unclean. Amen. So here we go. Even new covenant, God speaks in visions and dreams. In fact, the book of Revelation, God speaks in signs. Amen. God, which He signified. Amen. He signified by His servant, John. He signified. Signified is from the word sign. Nephi. Amen. Sign. It's all in symbols, in types, in images. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So let's, let's prepare ourselves. You know, whenever we pray, let's, let's get ready. We are praying for someone. Amen. We need direction. Be alert to the visions and dreams. Do not despise them as they come up. Amen. There's plenty of time later on to check it out, whether it's from God or not. I remember and I've shared uh, recently also that I had an experience uh, many years ago on my way back from work. It was late at night, probably about nearly 2 a.m. around that time. And I was driving down the highway and I saw a man, an elderly man trying to cross over to the other side. And he was at the central divider trying to climb over the, the divider. So I stopped on the shoulder of the road, make my way back slowly and, and I reach out to him and ask him, what's up? You know, uh, can I help you? And he was, it wasn't clear, he wasn't coherent. He was saying things like, I need to eat. I'm, I'm looking, I'm going there to eat. I said, go where? It was in the middle of nowhere actually. Amen. And, and I, I brought him back to the shoulder and then uh, I spoke to him for a while, realized that uh, he really did not know where he was. Maybe he's suffering from, you know, dementia or things like, but he sure sounded like someone who didn't know where he was, but he said he was hungry and I felt for him. So I brought him into the car and I, I, I drove him around for a while and I said, where do, you, where do you live? And he couldn't tell me where he lived. I said, Lord, what do I do now, Lord? Amen. Short of driving to the police station, you know, what, what do I do? Okay, I, I, he's hungry. If I bring him to the police station, you know, it'll take more time from his... Uh, Meal time, perhaps, you know, but it's late. It was early in the morning, late at night. And I'm thinking, what does it mean? And all of a sudden, when I prayed in the car, I said, Lord, speak to me. I had this floating vision of a food court in Singapore. And I knew where it was. Literally, it's called ABC Food Court. Now, there are many food courts, numerous. Our favorite pastime in Singapore is eating. Okay, so I saw this vision float up and I made my way to the, to the place. I, you know, I just tell myself, if this is from God, I will know. Okay, so I drove to that place. Usually it's closed by then, but this particular shop was open, a, a drink shop in the food court. It was open and a man in the, in the drink shop that owns the shop, he saw this man step out, the elderly man, and straight away he calls him by name. And uh, later on, I found out, he told me that he, he's a very pitiful uh, uh, case. 
you know, his son always leaves him at home, doesn't feed him much. And his son sometimes will bring him to our, this food court here and feed him here. And many times he will stay here until late and then the son will come and fetch him. And, uh, you know, from that place to where I saw him, it's probably about five, seven miles away and from the highway. And, if, and there's so many food courts. But God gave me that vision. It's a simple vision. Now, what, what, what happened to, to, to all of Was he, did he get saved? I tried to reach out to him, but it, it seemed like uh, the, it wasn't conducive at that time. You know, but I did tell him, Jesus loves you. So what, what was the result? What was God up to? I don't know. Until now, I do not know. But one thing it did for me was this. It told me that to be alert. When you ask God, be expecting to see pictures. Now, God did not do that because I'm a pastor. God did not do that right, because of some prophetic gift that He gave me. God did that because of the simple fulfillment of, of uh, Prophet Joel's prophecy. Your young men shall see visions. Amen. Your old men dream dreams. So I see visions and I also dream dreams. Amen. It's not a matter of young or old. It just so happens that if you have a vision during the daytime, it's called vision. If you have a, a picture that you see from God at nighttime when your eyes are closed, that's called dream. It's as simple as that. Both are pictures from God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But many a times, friend, listen to this. Do not despise these simple pictures and all that. And, and, but many a times, God speaks through His Word. Do you realize that God's Word are all pictures? Amen. It's all in picture form. Yeah, just think about, about this picture, for example. Uh, in Psalms 1 to 8, it says that, Thus shall the man be blessed, amen, who feareth the Lord, or who worships God. Hallelujah. Your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the very heart of your house. Why, why did God liken the wife to a fruitful vine? What does a vine produce? Grapes. Grapes back in that day, in that culture, all right, always talks about wine. So your wife shall be a fruitful vine means she will intoxicate you. Hallelujah. May you always be intoxicated with her love. Amen. Jesus turned the water into wine. Where? In a marriage. So God gives us pictures. Here's a picture you can use. When you read this, God don't, don't just give you words. Amen. You have a good wife. That's all. Amen. If you're blessed, you have a great wife. No, God gives you a picture. And if, if you think that in the natural it's not true of your wife, that's the picture that God sees of your wife. You're not to see it as it is. Amen. You are to see her the way God sees her. Just like, you know, if you look at what, we look at one another, we see faults, right? But we are the righteousness of God in Christ. In whose eyes? In God's eyes. We need to declare what God sees, not what, not to declare what man sees. Man looketh on the outward appearance, God looketh on the heart. Amen. God looks on our real position in Christ. Friend, men cannot, our eyes, we cannot see reality the way God sees. So God says your wife is a fruitful vine, accept it. Think of her as a fruitful vine. You intox intoxicate me. Even your private thoughts, you are someone that I enjoy being with. Amen. I literally feed on your love. That's a picture for you right there. Why did God give pictures like this? Amen. So that it can fill your heart. You were designed, amen, to be fed by pictures. Faith pictures from God. This month is a thank you for your gift of support. Receive Joseph's book, Anchored, and be strengthened by the Lord in the midst of any storm or crisis. Request today and you will also receive a bonus CD sermon. When the storms of life hit and we are tossed by the wind and waves of fear, anxiety, and doubt, 
there is someone we can anchor our hearts to. His name is Jesus. And for a specific gift, you will also receive the Anchored Study Companion CD album. Gain practical keys on how to experience freedom from fear, as well as unshakable peace and a confident expectation of hope for your future. Bible hope is certainty of good happening in your future. When you wake up in the morning, especially the devil, shoot the first thought with negative thoughts about the day. Put on the helmet of hope and say, it's going to be a great day because I'm a branch of the living vine. Request these faith-building resources today. Call us toll-free at 877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org. For me, this book, Anchored, is so important because it shows me that my identity can only be found in the unveiling of the person of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of gifts that you can give people. There's a lot of gifts that people want. But this, this, this goes, this touches their heart. When uh, there's a trial or a challenge ahead, they can refer back to this and know how much they are loved. I wish I had this book anchored when I was younger because I felt like I went through a lot of things because I felt like I was just unloved. I, I, I didn't realize how much God had forgiven me. And I like how they also give you resources that you can go on the web and you can print off pictures and do that with your small group. The feel of the book is even incredible. I mean, I, I find myself even laughing over the fact that I'm talking about the feel of a book. I'm not a big reader, but I just found myself like page after page looking at the beautiful like pictures that just jump out at you. I hope this book blesses you as much as it has me, and uh, I just encourage you to pick it up and uh, enjoy it. Order your copy of Anchored today. Hey, this is Joseph Prince. I hope you've been blessed by what you've just watched. If you've missed any of this week's episodes or want to catch today's program again, you can head over to josephprince.tv where you can enjoy all of this week's episodes and access other free content 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, anytime, anywhere. God bless you, and I'll see you again soon. Next on Joseph Prince. The Bible says a characteristic of a man who is blessed is that he does not see the bad. I know sometimes it's hard to see some good in some of our friends, our colleagues, and things like, but you know, look it out. Uh, you know, and tell yourself, I'm a blessed man. I don't look for the bad, I look for the good. Amen? We know in the natural, uh, you come to a certain age, you're, you're no more fruitful. Okay, but God is saying, no, for my children, they shall still, notice the word still, bear fruit. God says, you know, I'm going to prolong your life as the days of a tree. Oh, hallelujah. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. 